everybody's Mike Burkholder with Contra Costa News, a podcast for the people and businesses of Contra Costa County. I have a treat for you. I'm here with Chanel Scales Preston, currently Pittsburgh City Council member and candidate for District 5, Contra Costa County. How are you on this fabulous Monday, Sunshine Monday? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We have no more rain. It's kind of nice. No more rain for a couple of days. <laughs> um, so District 5 obviously covers Pittsburgh, parts of Antioch, Hercules, Martinez. You get into Bay Point and some of the other smaller communities. Uh, Chanel, for those of you that don't know you, which I feel kind of awkward. Every time I see you, you have your kids with you, and I just get you today. Yes. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know you, just give a quick spiel about who you are and, and what you're all about. Yes. So, um, as you just shared, my name is Chanel Scales Preston, um, born and raised in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, I have two wonderful boys, 14 and 16 years old, um, and I'm also um, a wife as well as a caretaker to my mother. Um, my profession, I work for um, Congressman Mark Desonier. I started off working in Congress um, back in... 2001. Um, and so I started off as an intern uh, working for um, Congressman George Miller. Um, and right after interning for two months, he brought me on to his team. And so um, from there, I was with the congressman for 14 years. I um, got the opportunity to work in Washington, D.C. Um, for two years. And then I came back to California um, Congressman George Miller retired, and I was blessed with the opportunity to move over to Congressman Mark DeSonier's office. Um, I currently um, manage his California offices and manage a staff of seven, um, as well as interns, and have the opportunity to work in all different communities here in Contra Costa County. So you got a two-month, basically, trial, and then you were hired. Yes. What, what was that all about? Did you just like your work ethic? Why did he bring you on so quick? That's kind of awesome. Yeah, so most internships are during a, um, a summer break or during a fall or spring um, term. Um, I was there for a summer um, term, and so um, I took it as a class at um, Cal State East Bay. Um, so you actually get, you know, credits and for um, doing the internship and the grade. Um, and then I graduated. Um, that was my last class to do. Nice. And so um, I was looking for a job at the time, um, just like any college student sure. getting ready to graduate, you were looking for a job. Um, so that was my first part time, my first part time real job um, out and of college. Never, and you never left. <laughs> and I never left. It was a great opportunity. And, um, you know, I didn't know anything about my Congress member at the time. And, um, just was really a sponge, just taking it all in. So what are your some of your favorite issues working in Congress? I mean, because right now all we see on the news is chaos, but what do you like working on? So in the district office, um, you know, um, far from seeing the, the things that's going on in Washington, D.C., and it feels like everything's gridlocked, you know, I actually get to work on the ground with constituents, and so we work on anything that's federal-related. Um, so that could be someone's having trouble with their social security, Medicare, um, veteran benefits. Um, you know, people are, you know, trying to get these benefits. It could take them up to a year or longer. Um, and once they contact the office, we can help streamline the process. So those things can move faster. 
a lot of times it's something simple, like someone may have forgot to check a box or submit a paper. Um, but for some reason, they're not getting the person they need to connect with over the phone. Um, you know how long hold times oh, can yeah. be um, for some of these things. Uh, we also work on like IRS issues, immigration. Um, that was probably one of the first casework areas that I learned um, in Congressman George Miller's office. And um, student loans, housing was a big deal when the housing crisis happened. Um, we were able to help people stay in their home. You know, that was the one thing with, like, Mark DeSonia is, like, so many people were helped by him and his team. Mm -hmm. And it was like they forever were just – they loved the guy because they saved him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how accessible your congressperson is to help you when you really need them. Right. So I think that was pretty awesome. But I am going to hammer you for a second because in your quick spiel, you never did mention how much community work you're doing. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was moving to. <laughs> Um, so I had the opportunity to run for city council and wanted to do more in my community in Pittsburgh. And so I ran in 2018. Um, and, you know, one of my focus was, you know, youth centers, youth programming, um, and, you know, bringing back summer youth jobs. Um, those are things that really helped me as a young person. Um, growing up in my neighborhood, um, my brother, uh, was on drugs, using drugs, selling drugs, um, and just hanging out on the in the neighborhood. Um, so instead of, you know, watching me, making sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, he was doing something else. So uh, I spent a lot of time at our youth center after school. Um, and it really put me on a good track. And so I just think those types of programs are important in centers. Um and so ultimately, you know, he spent a lot of time in and out of jail. And so, you know, um, my brother had mental health issues and um, he ultimately ended up taking my father's life. And so that's why I've been so strong on um, safe spaces for youth as well as mental health issues. Um, so when I ran for city council, that was one of the first things I did was focus on that. So we currently now have a youth center that's open. Um, and it opened in June, so I'm really excited about that. Um, we also have um, a youth summer um, job program. And actually, last year, we probably did it year-round, not just for the summer, um, where students were able to earn money um, working around the city, um, you know, and figuring out things that they want to do um, and what they may not want to do um, as they're growing up. And I think that's really important. And part of that is the, the dream courts that are coming, correct? Um, well, the dream course is separate. So the Marina Center, um, it used to be our um, Contra Costa Sheriff Department Police Academy Training Center. That was a youth center when I was growing up. Um, and then it closed down. It became the training center. And so um, we um, ended that contract. And so they moved over to InShape. Over um, near Target. Okay. And so we opened it back up to the community. So it is a youth center now. Yeah, I think you guys are one of the better communities that are moving back towards youth programs and youth services, community centers, which I know it's a topic for another day. I wish Antioch would do more of that and follow your guys' lead. But to me, it seems like your Pittsburgh council as a whole actually is kind of agreeing on a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's making it really easy to move through the process. How, how is your working for the congressman actually help that? 
I think working for the congressman has helped me be able to connect the dots in terms of, you know, things that you may be able to look for in terms of funding options. Um, And, you know, and I think the other part is that it's just my relationships with different people in the community and throughout Contra Costa County. Um, That's been helpful as well. You know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, those relationships just have came over the last 22 years, um, and I've been able to build great relationships. Um, And just to, you know, focus on the youth, you know, working and serving on the PAL board uh, within the city of Pittsburgh, I have been able to, um, you know, work on um, organizing different field trips. So we went out to Black Diamond Mines with our youth and our police officers. Um, You know, that's my relationship with the East Bay Regional Park District. Um, You know, it was free. um, And it was great because a lot of our youth, this was their first time going out to Black Diamond Mines and it's really close. Um, to us and so and being able to hike and enjoy the park sure um i've been able to also create that um another field trip where we all went to um the asian art museum um and catch a bark there um some of our youth that was their first time catching bark or first time going to a museum in san francisco um so those are great experiences they get a chance to speak with our officers during the trip um and build that relationship um, and so I think that's great. You know, I want to continue to, to do that. Yeah. Um, I think you guys are doing some pretty good stuff with the youth. Uh, one of the negative things that just, and it, it it's going to, it's happening everywhere, but target was obviously a big loss. What can you speak on to that and that whole shopping center and how this council and you will, and specifically for you for countywide, I mean, we're having such a retail theft problem crime problem what are your thoughts there any solutions like how do we hold people accountable yeah so when target came to us um right away we took action um so we you know having the sheriff training center at in shape we thought that would show a great presence um of not having people coming to target to shoplift um two we figured that we'll put a center so that um the police officers will have a hub right in the Target Shopping Center. So we start working on that right away. Um, And then even our officers um, started to do, um, they're dressed in regular clothes, go inside Target. You know, they had their certain days where they would make sure that they're trying to, um, you know, catch anyone who's trying to shoplift. Um, And they were doing more patrols out there. Um, So we took action on that and it was going in a downwards trend. So when Target came to us and told us they were leaving, we were shocked by that. Because when they came and said that they were having these issues, we did everything that we could to prevent that. So I wish PD would actually share that because to me it looks like outside looking in, like Pittsburgh didn't even know it happened, like you guys were blindsided. Right. So, um, <laughs> no, nope. We did everything possible. And to be honest with you, I think Target may have already had their mind made up. So we took all these steps and then they still – decided to go peace out (laughs) and so you know that part was um unfortunate because you know that that store is really needed there i mean people would pick up groceries and prescriptions and um and so it seems as though you know when they left they decided to take stores from communities of color and marginalized communities but i mean if you look at pleasant hill or walnut creek they're also receiving these same types of thefts, the same numbers 
but their target didn't leave. Oh my! When I do my crime reports for Pleasant Hill, I think Dick's Sporting Good is like ten times a week. It's mm-hmm. insane. I don't even know how that store's still open. Yeah. And I don't think it will be if it keeps up. Um, so I just it just makes you think. So we're looking at theft. These same numbers of thefts are happening in affluent areas, but the target here in a community of color get taken away. Sure. So it's just something to, to think about. And so then what's your message kind of to the district attorney to start prosecuting these people within the law? Well, I think we have to change the state law, right? And so I think that's the part to really advocate our state representatives to, you know, push a bill to move forward with this to change the law. Yeah, it's, it's funny how, like, everyone's finally in agreement that we need to do something. We can't just let it play out anymore because there's too many people being impacted. And it's actually the, the lower-income communities that are getting impacted the most. Um, but I want to move on to something you say on your campaign website, community engagement. That's what you want to work on. And I, and I know you're doing it in Pittsburgh, but what are some of your ideas countywide? Yeah, so I think it's important that you are, as an elected official, you are present. Um, you know, I come from a world where we do a lot of community engagement. So we're doing community meetings. We do town halls. Um, you know, we do them in person. We do them on Zoom. Um, we do, you know, monthly, um, you know, in-person meetings with whatever constituents want to meet about. Um, and I feel like that means a lot to um, residents. Um, I want to make sure that I'm doing that throughout District 5. Um, we have a lot of communities, especially our unincorporated communities, and what I've been hearing, like in Rodale and Crockett, um, you know, that they feel like they don't have representation. And they feel so, abandoned is what I hear. And so, you know, that those communities um, need love and they need support and they need to know that someone is there. Um to help support their goals, their vision, their ideals um, within their community. And so I look at, you know, when I become the representative to serve in those areas. And so, okay, so that that's, I like that. Because one of the things that I hear about Supervisor Glover is that for as long as he's been there, it's like he's almost milked it the last few years. How will you be different than him? So I spend a lot of time on the ground in the community. Um, As you know, we don't see each other out at events. So I try to show up to everything in Pittsburgh. um, And I would do the same thing uh, throughout District 5. Um, I've been showing up in those communities, um, hosting meet and greets. If I see any events going on, I'm trying to be present to attend so they can see that I'm there. Um, And come talk to me and share concerns. um, I think it's a great way to learn what's going on in those areas. Um, One thing that I would like to do is, you know, the general plan for the county is so huge. But how do we bring that down to a lower level, like where I'm meeting with different communities, unincorporated communities, and figuring out goals for them? So each year on the council, perfect example, all councils do this. They have an annual, like, workshop, right? And they'll decide their goals for the year. Well, I would like to do that in unincorporated areas. Because in those areas, you're like their mayor because they don't have a mayor. They have a MAC. Yep. So, you know, we would do that once a year where we'll figure out goals together, talk about them, and then narrow them down to make sure they're things that they're accomplishable. 
And so then we'll do that each year so that we all see in things that's being improved and getting done. I mean, it doesn't make sense to be an elected official if you're not getting stuff done. Right? No, and that and that's what bothers me. And I really appreciate that you have community engagement there because you you have this, and I don't know how this happens because there's five supervisors, but you have District 1 with John Joya who basically has somehow managed to get all the resources out his way and the money his way. But I don't understand why federal and Supervisor Burgess, and I know we're, we can't speak for either of them, but Burgess is running unopposed. How will you work with her, if elected, to actually start bringing resources out this way? And I know you go from Martinez to Pittsburgh, Antioch, but how do we get stuff on this side of the hill? Yeah. And money. Yeah. Well, the exciting part is that you have nonprofits and community organizations that want to do work here in East County. Um, I met with a group a couple of months ago, and they're trying to figure out ways to get into East County to do that work. Um, you also have funders like um, organizations like the San Francisco Foundation and other foundations that came out. And they're looking to work with different nonprofits and community-based organizations right here to help them build capacity, to help them with funding so they can hire people to be on their staff. So I would love to work with Supervisor Burgess to figure that out so that we can have the resources we need. We do need more resources. And as you know, community-based organizations and nonprofits, they do a whole lot of work on yeah. the ground with our residents. And that and that leads into the next question is back to how you guys have done it in Pittsburgh with youth services. How in the world can we actually bring youth services to East County, specifically Antioch? And I know it's a council thing, but... How do we get something for the youth in Antioch, Pittsburgh? Like, I know you guys are doing all you can, but geez. So on our council, you know, we really have prioritized youth. Um, so everyone is in agreement. So that part is really awesome. Um, we have eight soccer fields that's being built. We have allocated money to build a skate park. Um, we have a 40,000 square foot gymnasium that's coming uh, for youth sports and tourism. I still can't believe people are opposed to that just because of the funding. It's so weird. Our youth do not have anywhere <laughs> to play their AAU games and, you know, other tournament types um, sports. And they travel out to like Sacramento and Oakland and all these other Walnut areas. Creek has their new right. AAU team. Right. And so now we'll have one locally where they don't have to travel outside of the city. It's right here in East County, and everyone will be close. So I but, love that. But I'm just like, how do we get the county to say, you know what? We're putting something in Antioch. You guys, we're, we're running out of building, and we're doing it, and you guys can either get on board or keep fumbling around. So the awesome part about Measure X is that it has, um, you know, an option in there for to bribe youth centers and my understanding that they're looking at three um and so you know working on that would be great to bring you know a youth center to district five to east contra costa county so i think that is something huge for our youth here um and so i'm not sure what stage they're in um, i know they were holding meetings to see what community you know thoughts were um but yeah i understand that we need more youth programming here in antioch I just, I just think with the Summersville Corridor, it would serve both Antioch, Pittsburgh so well that we're taking one of these vacant buildings, whether we rebuild something, it just seems like a slam dunk and nobody has this vision. It bothers me. 
<laughs> well, I look forward to to working on it because I'm passionate about that. So, <laughs> um, along the same lines, what are your thoughts on the northern waterfront? Because that's another one that bothers me, and I. I'd like to say that I held both your opponents, Jelani Killings and Mike Barbanica, pretty hard on that one. Because Federal, in my opinion, has kind of let that thing go. But what are your thoughts on actually doing something with the northern waterfront and economic development as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it's it has been the fabric of our community in District 5 in terms of these jobs have been here for a really long time. For example, um, the steel mill. Um, that's been here over 100 years, or some of those refineries, right, um, that has been jobs. And as jobs are changing and we're looking at, you know, transitioning, how do we find jobs that are green jobs, clean jobs, but also a good paying wage um, that, you know, people can live off of, um, buy a home, take care of their families. Um, I think that part is really important. I want to see job centers here. Uh, we spend a lot of time on the freeway, an hour and a half, two hours to make a living wage to take care of our families. So how do we create opportunities along that northern waterfront where it's water and rail? Um, it seems like, you know, all this access here, we just need to work hard on getting um, companies, businesses here. Um, so that's something I would love to work on. Well, what would you want to do with it? Like, do you have any ideas? Because... To me, it's like we don't ha even have a vision anymore. It's been so long. Yeah, but while things are beginning to close down, you know, how do we go out also and go after companies or businesses to bring them here? How do we promote our northern waterfront, um, maybe largely, not just here in Contra Costa, but, you know. Yeah, and I, and I think the Pittsburgh Council got – kind of unfairly critical criticized for the mill closure that had nothing to do with you guys no. that was an international decision right, right. <laughs> it's right. like wait you guys can't stop that even if you wanted to hey free plate you know free tax whatever couldn't do it right. it was already made right well so we just, don't want them to go anywhere believe me we no it's <laughs> a lot of jobs it's a lot of jobs we want them to stay um how about this whole thought on i know we touched a little bit on public safety but county-wide i mean how do we bring the sheriff to work with these local police departments and kind of just stop this crap that's going on? I know that state laws have to change, but how do we get everyone on the same page again? seems like we're all scattered. Yeah, I would say that, you know, there's, there's work that can be done. There's always work that can be done for us to improve. Um, and, you know, within our cities, as well as with the sheriff's department. Um, and, you know, within our city, we created a public safety subcommittee so that we're working with police and our chief um, on different areas that um, issues that's happening throughout the city. And then also how do we create bridges um, with community? Um, so having like um, the barbershop meetings and um, having, um, you know, going out to our churches and working with our faith-based community. Um, so we work with community a lot, um, and we do a lot of community events, um, the Pittsburgh Police Department does. And so I think that's important to do that on the county level as well. Like, how do we get in the communities, working with communities? Um, how do we do events with them so people feel uncomfortable to have conversations, you know, that they wouldn't normally feel comfortable having? 
Um, so it's going to take a lot of work to bridge the gap, but I think, you know, it's important. Um, it's important work to do. When you're talking with people in the, in all these different communities, like what's the one thing you're hearing? I know you just said trust is a big thing, but what are you hearing that the community wants? Because in my own little bubble, I keep hearing like Antioch police are bad and that's a whole separate topic. Do you think outside of Antioch though, it's pretty salvageable to, to finally start bringing people together? Yes. And other communities, I don't hear that. It's so, so weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And we're in our bubble out here, but you go over to the other side of the hill and I'm, I'm there a few days a week now. It's like, everyone loves police. It's so weird. You guys have been, and in fairness to Pittsburgh police, they do a lot of stuff that goes so unnoticed with the community. They do. With the Pittsburgh Police Department and Powell, we had over 80 events last year. Yeah. Community, That's a lot. Community events. That's a lot of events. And they don't want the publicity. That's the great part. Right. I mean, it sucks for me because I like to promote the good stuff, but they don't want the recognition. They just want to do it and work with the kids. Right. And, yeah, and work with residents, right? Um, they get a lot of support within the community. Um, but as you share, when I'm over the hill, that's not what I hear. You yeah. know, what I hear in Rodale is that, you know, their only grocery store, Safeway, is gone. And they need a grocery store. Um, it moved to um, Hercules. Well, you guys needed um, a grocery store, too, at one point. <laughs> we did. We did. And now we have Sprouts. And we're so excited that Sprouts will be opening um, later this year. Um, so, you know. They have talked to me about the grocery store. Their Goodwill is leaving. They're upset about the Goodwill leaving. Um, you know, they want um, potholes repaired and roads repaired. They want attention um, to some of the things and the unhoused community, um, you know, there is different. Um, I want Bailey Road repaired. Yes. That thing is horrible. Yes, I would love to repair Bailey Road. I think I've almost popped a tire like three times in the last two months. <laughs> um. But yeah, Hercules, you know, now I'm there. We're talking about transportation. Um, you know, they're going to have an Amtrak, Amtrak stop um, as well as, you know, all of our cities been looking at ferry service and how that we work together to bring ferry service. Um, so along the northern waterfront area. Speaking of services, and I know this isn't fair to you because I didn't ask Jelani or Mike this question, but how do you think the county handled the closure of the Antioch Library? Because that, that – I'll let you answer before I give my two cents. <laughs> well, when I, I just saw it on t- Channel 2, so I don't so have – So did the any, council. I don't, have any, <laughs> I don't have any background. When I when I saw it on Channel 2, I was like, oh, no. Like, our library in Pittsburgh, we have, um, you know, an unhoused people who, like, stay in their cars. They use our library. Their children use our library. So I know that's the space for them. Um, and so a space for our youth after school um, until their parents come pick them up because parents are working even though they're unhoused. Um, so that was the first thing that went to my head when I heard about it. So I just thought, like, I hope they hurry up and get this library opened, which, like, the next day I heard on Channel 2 again that it was open. You're um, supposed to be saying Contra Costa News. <laughs> <laughs> Contra Costa News. Um, so I'm happy that it happened so quickly to reopen. Um, but I would love to be able to, you know, work with our councils throughout District 5 to ensure that, um, you know, things like that do not pop up. Yeah. And I, I think on that one, you can't, what should have happened with the county library is she should have had a come to Jesus moment with the city of Antioch 
and say, within this amount of time, if these incidents are not reduced, then we're going to shut it down. And that was never, it was like an automatic shutdown with no warning. And that's, that's not right. That's not fair to the council. It's not fair to the community. It's not fair to the kids. That librarian for the county, she owes the community a public apology, in my opinion. Yeah, no, believe me, I, like I shared, I thought it was awful. I know that people use that space, especially some of our unhoused people in the community. And that doesn't excuse all the crime going on. That's still on the council. But there should have been a, a working together right. to make something happen. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It should have been a, a conversation on what we can do to improve this so that we don't have to close down. Yeah. And you mentioned homelessness uh, in housing. By the way, Pittsburgh Library, that taco shop next to your oh, library. Oh, so, yes. Taco oh. and Company, Pew, shout out to you all. Holy moly. They're so good. Top five taco place in the county. Yes. Easy. Hands down. So my favorite is the queso taco, queso Ooh. chicken taco. That place is money. Uh, homelessness and housing, thoughts there? Yeah, so in the city of Pittsburgh, we have been um, doing a great job, I feel as though, that, you know, last year when you looked at the count, um, the homeless count, um, our count was cut in half. Um, and that's because of some of the things that we were able to do. Um, Veteran Square opened last year, as you know. Um, that's housing 35 um, veterans uh, within our community. Um, it was built with um, nonprofit organization, city, um, you know, funding came from state and county as well to help get that um, building up. Um, and, of course, um, our Motel 6, which used to be one of our hot spots in the city for police, um, that was transitioned to um, a Project Home Key site. Um, through the county, and it has not been our hotspot um, anymore like it was before. Um, and that's over 200 units and transitional housing um, that has, you know, really created um, to help get unhoused, housed, um, and wraparound services um, there on site as well. Um, also, we have, uh, we had a blighted area um, that we worked with Yellow Roof Foundation um, and we built six manufactured homes um, and we were able to house teachers who were kind of, two of them were renting rooms. Um, you know, a couple of the um, ladies there were in domestic violence situations. So they were able to come out of their shelters and be able to um, live there as well. Um, and now it's not a blighted area where trash was just being thrown. Um, and then lastly, um, you know, we have our shower program um, in the city of Pittsburgh, um, right, comes out from um, Bay Church we work with. Um, we also work with New Destiny. Um, their congregation is awesome. Um, they have volunteers every Saturday from 9 to 1. So um, it's a one-stop shop. We have um, our unhoused residents get clothing from out of St. Vincent de Paul, um, clean clothes, socks, shoes, um, Bellows um, Barber School in Pittsburgh comes out to do the haircuts. Um, they get a shower. They get food from Loaves and Fishes. Um, and the dental um, clinic is open once a month if they need any resources or services. And our council ladies, um, as well as former uh, Mayor Merle Kraft, we all do care packages once a quarter. She's and, a fantastic lady. Yes, she is. Um, so we, we meet, we do these care packages um, and we give to the shower program so they can hand out so that they can have something as they go. 
Um, so how important was it for you guys to work with the county as opposed to lone wolfing it? It was important. We, I mean, we pay for our own core yeah. um, program as well, um, which is huge, and they work well with our Pittsburgh Police Department. Um, and you can really see a difference um, within the city of Pittsburgh. So if elected, how would you work to get Antioch to come back and partner with the county core team and get their programs more in line with the county and resources? Because I think that's, in my opinion, they'd be better off partnering with the county versus lone wolfing it. What, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, and you're speaking as a candidate, not a council to a council. You're speaking as a candidate. Yes, as a candidate. Um, and, you know, if elected, I would like to sit down and have those conversations and, you know, be able to share what has happened in Pittsburgh and, you know, how we can work together in the city of Antioch uh, with our unhoused and community. Um, measure X spending. What are your overall thoughts on how that's being spent? Because as a supervisor, you're going to have to balance the wants of the committee, which obviously recommends a lot of things, versus the needs of the county and reality. What are your thoughts on how that's being spent right now? Yeah, um, I think Measure X funding, um, you know, is really helpful in helping close the gaps in some of the areas. Um, in particular with Contra Costa Health um, Services. You know, that is Measure X, $120 million um, a year. And so being able to close the gaps to make sure that people are receiving health care services, I think that is huge um, because we have, you know, so many people who need those services. Um, looking at um, fire, um, it also helped, you know, close the gap with that as well and make some huge changes here in East Contra Costa Thank County, as God. you know. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, so we have improved response times, and um, I know how big a deal that is when um, my mom's been in the hospital for over six weeks, but fire was the first one at her house um, when, you know, we had to call 911. And so, you know, that's huge throughout um, East Contra Costa County. Um, but there's there's other things um, within Measure X, as we were talking about youth programs. And, um, you know, I know they have, um, you know, they're working on housing. Um, San Pablo is doing a great project where they're converting um, office space into housing. Um, and as you were sharing, like looking at these old buildings, what can we do, you know, to convert some of them or do something different Um and so, you know, I think Measure X funding is great. I think, like you said, just figuring out the balance of, you know, what we can do for the needs of the community um, and uh, making sure that we stay within our budget. How do we get more services to the seniors then? Because yes, I think they're being do, ignored. We do not want to forget about our seniors. We love our seniors. Um, and so it's important that we're taking care of them um, as well. And, uh, you know, I know I have talked about youth here, but um, – as a caregiver to my mom, senior services is really important. <laughs> um, and, you know, making sure they have meals, making sure they have places that they can go during the day. Um, our senior yeah. centers are huge. Um, Rodale is getting um, a new senior center, which is a big deal for their community. Um, and they're looking at creating housing right on the senior center um, site, which is similar to how Pittsburgh is, where okay. we have all that housing there. So I think that would be great for their community. Uh I know you're running short on time because I know you have a hard break, but Keller King and mitigation funds, what are your thoughts on how the funding is being allocated right now and what would you change? 
Yeah, I think it's always important to review our processes of, of funding, right? We want to make sure that we're um, serving our nonprofits and community-based organizations and making sure that they're servicing the needs of the community. Um, and a lot of those services do go out to the Bay Point area. Um, and so, you know, I would like to review how, um, you know, that process is. Um, what can we do to make that process easier and streamlined? What can we do to make sure that all nonprofit and community-based organizations, maybe that didn't know about it or don't receive the announcement, that we're bringing them to the table? Um, because there could be new services um, and programs that we can be um, funding. So, you know, I think something we should always bring back for reviewing processes. How do we make them better and how do we get more people involved? I 100% agree with that. Um, final thing, why should people vote for you? Because I'm awesome. That's why. <laughs> she um. is. I don't know. I mean, you, you show up to so many events. It's it's incredible, actually. Yeah. I, you know, for me, um, you know, I've been in the community for a long time, and I'm here to do the work. Um, I'm not here to um, do nothing more but to serve my community. I wake up every day. And that's, you know, helping others is the part that's rewarding to me. You know, that's what um, gives me my energy to keep pushing and going. Um, so I want to be here. I want to be accessible. And I have shown that. And I'll continue to show that throughout District 5. And I believe my work, you know, for the, over the last 22 years, I've been able to work in communities and help connect dots. I've been able to help bring funding and help them with different projects. I would do that here on the county level and be able to share and connect those dots on the state and federal level as well. well I think that I think you're spot on there. And and the thing I like about your race is you've got three candidates as a whole where it's like, I'm fine with any of you guys, but it really comes down to preference because you all offer something different. And I would say it's a lot different. You guys are three completely different candidates, but it's not like any of you guys would be bad. So I'm actually happy and I'm excited to see what voters do. Cause it's, it's going to be a fun, the final two will be a fun runoff in the general. So um, I know you gotta get going, but I, I do thank you for coming in. I think uh, God, you guys are doing good stuff in Pittsburgh. I, I'm so impressed with the way your city's doing it. I wish there'd be more communication, but you guys are doing a great job. Well, thank you so much. So, um, how, and how do they get in touch with you? Yes, you can contact me. You can go to my website, um, and that is Chanel for Supervisor um, dot org, and um, you can reach me out, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, message me that way. Um, if there's any events coming up, any issues you just want to share with me so that I know about, or just want to sit down and have a conversation. Um, I'm happy to do that. Please reach out to me. And I just want to thank you, Mike, for all your time. Um, and I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And if you could also go get tacos. Yes, we can go <laughs> and get tacos. <laughs> all right. For everybody else, do me a favor. Hit like, subscribe, and share, and visit me at ContraCosta.news. I will see you next time. Take care.